When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast. Seasons greetings and welcome once again to the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Alley. I am J.P. Mosier. And we're here breaking down the greatest songs in modern music history. We're going to tell you what makes them great, why we think they're awesome, and why you should too. J.P., how are you doing today, man? I am doing fantastic. we got a special guest with us today. Joseph, Tell us who it is. Joseph Tag <laughs> Abbott. Joey Abbott. Yes, sir. Monkeys aficionado. <laughs> Monkeys. Well, but the, the primate only. Exactly. Yeah. Knows yeah. a lot about the, if the it, animal. If it doesn't have a tail, it's not a monkey. It's yeah. an ape. Yeah, I, I looked that I up. I was like, what's the difference between them? It's like, well, easily just, does it have a tail? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's that simple. But and that, we, that's the extent of my knowledge. Am I done? And I we have. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. This has been by. great. Thanks for having me. <laughs> we actually, I brought a prize of unspeakable value Whoa. for our special guest. Oh. As y'all may or may not know out there in in, uh, in podcast land, I'm a collector <laughs> of baseball cards, <laughs> basketball cards, football cards. And Who collects football cards? Honestly. This guy. This yeah. guy. Hockey cards. I have a Desert Ew. Storm set. <laughs> no, but. <laughs> Do they make deep, hockey cards? Digging deep <laughs> into the barrel of goodness, I have a Mickey Dolan's. Oh, wow. Rookie card. What Y'all on the air cannot see this, but maybe we'll post a picture. And that is for our special guest today. Wow. There is a Mickey Dolan's card because Whoa. today we are talking about... Joey, tell them what song we're talking about today on the great song. We are talking about Pleasant Valley Sunday. Oh, that's, man. That's correct. The monkey's great. Wow. Let's, uh, man, let's... Card. Rob, play a little sampling of Pleasant Valley Sunday. Let's for hop those. right into it. Nobody seems to care. That's right. No one. Uh-uh. The kids just don't understand, you know? Uh, Pleasant Valley Sunday by the Monkees. Not written by the Monkees. True. Uh, written by, we'll get into it later, but written by Jerry Goffin and Carol King. Uh. Uh, but most notably by the Monkees from the 1967 album Pisces, Aquarius, Capricorn, and Jones. Uh, originally re- released as a single only. Like, it's a different, well, actually... Now that I think about it, we've kind of gotten back to that. People are starting to do singles it, now. Where just, you might just yeah. release a single now. And John then, Mayer just did it. Yeah, exactly. Like, he doesn't have an album. Just yet. Here's a song, guys. <laughs> and then, uh, but th- that was more, much more popular back in this era. You would just put out a single. And then maybe if the single floated, then you would go, you know, put an right. album behind it. 
Um, but this was released as a single only with the B-side words. Um, and Pleasant Valley Sunday reached number three on the Billboard charts. And the B-side words got considerable airplay as well and ended up uh, topping at number 11 on the Billboard charts. Um, produced by Chip Douglas, who was sort of a... He's kind of the fifth monkey, almost... Um, we'll touch on that and meet the band. Unofficially. Yeah. Oh, don't want to give too much away. Oh, yes. teaser. Don't want to. Mm. Yeah. Um, I've got some notes about old Chip. Do you now? I can't wait. Um, <laughs> chip off the old Douglas. Um, I don't think that's a thing. No. <clears throat> Definitely not a thing. Uh, recorded at RCA Victor Studio A, Hollywood, California, in uh, June of 1967. And um, there's actually a really cool website that I found in the middle of all this that basically tracks the monkey's career day by day in real time. Oh, that's cool. So you go in there and they're like, today in, it, it's like today in monkey's history, but it's not just headlines. It's like the guys ate a bologna sandwich for lunch and then they went in the studio and tracked vocals and, you know, like it's very... Like a stalker put it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like a serious super fan uh, really got in there and did some Chip work. Chip Douglas put it together. <laughs> yeah, Chip Douglas, yeah. Um, so uh, that's very cool. So... Um, so, yeah, written by Jerry Goffin and Carol King. Uh, Jerry Goffin, uh, R.I.P., uh, passed away in 2014, was married to Carol King at the time of writing, and uh, he wrote 114 Billboard Hot 100 hits, uh, including Saving All My Love For You, uh, famous in my generation by uh, Whitney, Whitney Houston, Houston. Uh, but was also uh, famous for somebody else I can't remember. Uh, before Whitney. Anyway, it was b- before my time. I wrote down Whitney Houston because that's how I know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But had a, a, a long-ranging career because he also wrote Take Good Care of My Baby and The Locomotion. Like, come on, baby, yeah. do, the, do locomotion. the locomotion. Yeah, um, which has the distinction uh, of hitting the top five in the United States three different times in three different decades. The Locomotion charted in the top five Three different times in three different decades. You think it got a wow. bump uh, in the 80s from the Crest commercials? Didn't they do Crest Sparkle Motion? Oh, they did. The, they had like a... That wasn't... Yeah. That was their thing. Well, I know the... Surely it was in a movie or something, right? Uh, yeah. And um, uh, the... Was it... Um, oh, my gosh. Who was it that did it in the 80s? Like somebody... Like Banana Rama or somebody. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't. But yeah. it was like a... It was a girl group and they might have been... Who did Venus? That's Panorama. It's Panorama? Okay, maybe yeah. it was them. No, no, it wasn't. It was like Debbie Gibson or somebody. Totally irrelevant to this Let's conversation. Let's go with that. However, yeah. yeah it was job, Sandy Debbie. Patty. It was Def- Sandy Patty. You're right. Absolutely. That sounds right. That it, was was a, it was the Sandy Patty Wayne yeah. Watson duo. It had that Sandy Patty locomotion. Ring to it. Yep. Okay, so what we've established so far is that Sandy Patty sang the locomotion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If there's one thing I know about Pleasant Valley Sunday, mm-hmm. it's that Sandy Patty sang the locomotion. That sounds right. We can wrap that up. Yep. Good episode, guys. Great job. <laughs> Feel so informed. Um, yeah. So, um, originally uh, conceived as sort of a, um, I guess it's sarcastic in tone. I, I don't know if sarcasm is the best word, but a a sort of dig at suburbia as sort of the like the like the sort of level of fakeness that that Carol and Jerry thought that you know suburbia mm-hmm. had become. I guess it just. You know, rows of houses that are all the same, and and everybody's trying to outdo one another and one up, you know, one up one another. Um, Did you see that later? Mike Nesmith said that, "Hey, jokes on you." It was about a mental institution. Yeah. I did see that. And I'm like, you're an idiot. No, it's not. <laughs> and he didn't even write it. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> like, like, yeah. like, hey, I changed it. 
Like, did you? I played guitar on it, thus making it about this. Like, I feel like that's, that's a pretty lofty thing to try and say. Like, I didn't change the song. I changed the meaning of it. Exactly. You know? When I sang it, it actually meant this. Yeah. That'd be like Mel Gibson being like, what the Bible is really about (laughs) is because I wrote Passion of the Cross. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, So, anyway, gosh, we got derailed by the locomotion. (laughs) The locomotion. Hey, now. There we go. Uh, Should we just do it one time? Come on, baby. In here, let's do the locomotion. Come on, JP. Let's just do the locomotion I mean, real quick. I know you're going to like it if you give it a chance now. <laughs> Is that the brand new dance now that everybody's doing? <laughs> Something about toothpaste? Yes. Is there yes, toothpaste yes, involved? That's, that's what, guys, we're talking about the locomotion. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just change songs. Midstream. Yeah, yeah, scrap, scrap we obviously don't one. know much about the locomotion. <laughs> we know it's Sandy Patty. Something about toothpaste. <laughs> that's it. That's all. But, uh, so Carol King. Yeah. Man, no. What yeah. do you know about Carol she's King? We know she's a lot okay. about Carol King. We, if you want some highlights, you can hear the James Taylor podcast. Absolutely. Go back and listen to so we don't bore you with all. And not Carol a word King. more. That's right. No, Carol King, born Carol awesome. Klein. I didn't know that until Klein. Uh, until this Carol Klein, like yeah. Calvin Klein. Yeah. Uh, like she, underwear or Back to the Future. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, all. Um, According to Wikipedia, and I guess this is true, but I immediately had one other name pop in my head. Uh, Wikipedia classifies Carole King as the most successful female songwriter of the late 20th century. Do you agree? I immediately had Diane Warren pop in my head, writer of uh, numerous hits like uh, Celine Dion, the Aerosmith song from Armageddon, you know, tons of like whatever. She's kind of the. um, Yeah, I don't. I I would say Carole King. I think Carole King probably. Is you know whatever, and she's got I don't know how many million uh, copies sold as just an artist alone. Forget as a sure. writer, um, but um, I, so I think that's true. I just wanted to. That seems like a bold claim, uh, but I think that's probably true. She wrote a lot of songs for a lot of other people, I guess oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. Does, do you think she's recorded a, her own version of every song she's ever written that we have access to? Have you heard the demo of this version? I oh, that was awesome. The 66. It's so I, much. Slow. Play a little bit of I it. I did so the not enjoy it. It's so you didn't slow, like it? It's no. slower, it's, and it's not the same song. And the melody, the, the, the chord changes are different. It's different. Let's, Let's listen, listen to this ad, what? and then in 15 seconds, we're going to play you. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Hey, have you guys heard about Nobilo? <laughs> Apparently, yeah. it's a no wine. Man. Untwist and unwind. All right. Uh, hey, Carol King. Sponsor. That's free. Here we go. That's free. I'm going to go on record and say I don't it's I mean it is beautiful the sections that are are great are still great but I don't like the difference in the chord changes uh, the the, mm. the intervals that the chords change to in the different sections you know where I don't like that version as much and she 
now doesn't do it that way either. I, I don't know if it's because the Beatles made it popular and she was just like, I forget it. I might as well do it their way. Or if like she I said the Beatles, I knew I was going to do wow. that. Oh, wow. I knew. That just happened. Wow. In Rob's defense, I am wearing a Beatles shirt. Yeah. So maybe yeah, you're you got staring distracted. right at it. <laughs> yeah. It's bound to it's, happen. It's in the face. So, <laughs> Wow. I literally knew beforehand. I was like, don't say Beatles, you idiot. <laughs> JP's like the uh, like the college home team, like sitting up behind the backboard trying to distract you yeah. while you're making the <laughs> With shot. With somebody's big face. <laughs> exactly. big yeah. It's like, say Beatles. Say it. <laughs> say it. All right. Hopefully, I won't betray the monkeys like that again. All my love to the monkeys. I'm sorry. We already did an episode. Where R.I.P. I, Davy Jones. I, yeah, I, yeah. Where we already and did George an episode Harris. where I declared Mickey dead. <laughs> I, I said out loud, Mickey's dead. Yeah, you guys killed him some time ago. That's yeah, right. That but was, he came back. He got better. He got back. Yeah, that was just oh, in okay. season one. It's so a flesh wound. He's recovered since then. That's good. So, anyway, my my take. I don't I don't love the demos much, y'all. Joey, I actually liked it. Yeah, I didn't know it existed until I knew we were doing this song, and I was like, oh, would you look at that? New look ring at back this. Tone. Look at this. <laughs> yeah, I've got as my ring back ring tone. The whole whole schmagiggle. It's his, uh it's MySpace background song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you I go to my page, that. it's place. I miss that. I mean... MySpace or just... No, I don't miss MySpace, but I miss having a song on your profile. Wow. You I know? actually forgot you could do that. It was, it, it was a way to like, here's a little something about me that you may not know that immediately you just kind of need to know, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, my heart does go on. It does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just know it. It does. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, Monkey's TV show. Y'all fans? Oh, love it. Huge fans of the show? Do you know that only Peter Tork and Mickey uh, Dolans are in every episode? They're the only ones in every episode. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Did not. That's some good good not song-related trivia. I mean, it is. (laughs) You know what I mean? I mean, I guess it's related. It's kind of related. Jack Nicholson wrote their movie. That's weird, right? He like Head movie? Like, before his career took off, he was a big part of their... Of the movie. Jack Nicholson? The Jack Nicholson. Not Jack Nicholas. Not right. the golfer. Yeah, not the golfer. Not the golden bear. Yeah. No, not the no. golden bear. No. My dad the other day, he's like, son, you think you can go fix me a Jack Nichols? A Jack Nicholas. <laughs> a Jack Nichols <laughs> would be like, even no. better. He's like, you can go fix me a Jack Nicholas. It's just a cup I was like, of just you mean Arnold Palmer? <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, that's what I, I like. Am, yeah. You should have just come up with your own thing. Yeah. You're like, no, this cup of grass and weeds <laughs> and golf balls for ice, ice cubes. And, that's a Jack and Nicholas. And eggnog. <laughs> and eggnog. Thick. Oh man. You have to drink it while my finger's still in it. <laughs> that's, that's how what he, Jack does That's it. what he wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Those were his specific instructions. Exactly. I Googled it. Don't worry, Dad. <laughs> that makes me, that just goes down a whole thing of like, I want to think about like, oh, what would a Phil Mickelson be like? Oh, what would I, you have to drink it left-handed. Tiger Woods. And, uh, uh, yeah, what would a Tiger, no, no, maybe not. Uh, too so soon? Anyway, Is it too soon for Tiger Woods? Yeah, maybe. Probably. I don't know. It just seemed like there was probably going to be no good end to but that. Yeah, that could yeah, be a bad, gonna, a bad trail gonna, there. Yeah. What was the golfer that wore the, uh, the cool short pants? Uh, Payne Stewart. There you go. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. Uh, Payne Stewart. Peace. Helicopter crash for him? So. Is that what it was? Yeah. Something like is it that. a helicopter? Helicopter gets all of them, man. Everybody's tragic John death Denver, is like a helicopter. Right? Jim Croce? Yeah. Stevie Ray Vaughan? Come on. The Big Bopper? I don't think oh, that was man. a helicopter, was it? I don't know. We're just throwing it. It was air travel of some sort. Jim Morrison? Jimi Hendrix? Our lesson today is don't trust planes. Yeah. Anything that flies. Birds, don't trust them. Mama cast. Falcor. Falcor. Don't, don't trust don't trust <laughs> aerial travel of any kind. 
Um, yeah, so anyway, Carol King. <laughs> this like, is a pleasant. You said Ariel, I thought we were going on a little mermaid no. tangent. I'm like, man, I'm don't not ready for any of this. <laughs> <Don't try. laughs> uh, so Carol King has sold more than. Favorite Disney princess. Go, <laughs> go everyone, go. It's jazz. We're trying to see how many off uh, off topic like yeah. things we can. My wife warned podcast. me about this. He's like, if you have, she's like, if you have Joey on there, please don't just be like you normally are in real life. Like, try to stick to the topic. I was like, I promise, it won't no, no guarantees. Uh, I don't remember what we're talking about. Uh, I do. Carol yes, King. Good. There we go. Yeah. Born Carol Klein. Should I start over? She has sold <laughs> more than seventy five million records as an artist. Uh, that's like. I mean, that's upper echelon. You know, you, you're tempted to say stuff like, she's one of the highest selling female, whatever, blah, blah, blah. That's just pure. She's a baller. Yeah. Carol King is just a baller. I pulled out um, my old James Taylor notes just because I, I wanted to make sure I got the number right, but she had 118 hits to crack the Billboard Top 100, yeesh, which is four wow. more four than more old than Jerry Goffin. Goffin. Wow. Yeah, she outdid him. Anything wow. you can do, I can do better. She did she's, not write that. No. She's won four Grammy Awards, uh, and that actually seemed a little low, I guess. But uh, Four? Yeah, four. Oh. Uh, and she was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame along with Goffin, um, and she was the first woman to be awarded the Library of Congress Gershwin Prize for Popular Song, and she was honored in 2015 at the Kennedy Center Honors. Um, was there a specific song, or is that just the title? I think it's it? kind of a lifetime. Oh, yeah, for... For I think it's popular song as a category. So like, okay, it's not like hey, it's for this song, right? Yeah, okay. not for like a particular popular song, just for popular music in general. Okay. Yeah, um, she won four Grammy awards, including Album of the Year, Best Pop Vocal Performance, Female Record of the Year uh, for It's Too Late, and huh. Song of the Year, uh, becoming the first woman to win the award for uh, You've Got a Friend. How about that? How about that? The album oh. appeared. Uh, that would be, um, I think that would be Tapestry. Tapestry, Tapestry yeah. surely, on Rolling Stone's on 500 Greatest Albums of All Times list at number 36, and uh, It's Too Late was number 469 on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs of All Time. So, Carol King, what a baller! Great writer. What a career. Let's call her. You have her number? No, I really. might. Hang on. I don't. Hang on. Joey might. That's Don King. He's looking. Oh. Oh, man. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Come in handy someday. Sorry, guys. All right, well, you really let us down. You can go. Okay. Hey, this was great, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for the baseball card of Mickey Dolan's. No problem. <laughs> Prize of unspeakable value. Thanks for the, the fake autograph they put on there. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the song. Let's uh, do it. Pleasant Valley Sunday is the song, for some reason, for the monkeys. Now, despite having called them the Beatles just a moment ago, uh, I would call myself a monkeys fan. I'm, a, I'm generally speaking, a big fan of the monkeys, um, but now I feel like that has zero credibility. Um, but this is the song of theirs that, of the songs of theirs that I love, this is the one that I always forget about for some reason. Like, I love this song legitimately, mm-hmm. but it's always one of the last ones that I think of, of the songs that if I was putting together my favorite monkey songs, for some reason it always comes last. Now, do you have Daydream Believer, I'm a Believer, Last Train to Clarksville? All are the those Believer your, songs. Are I'm those big, in your favorites, or are those the ones that... You just think of. That you just think probably. of. Yeah, everybody. I'm a Believer is not... Would not be in my favorites. I don't favorites. like I'm a Believer. I'll yeah. just throw it out there. Shrek ruined that for me. <laughs> okay. So I'm not Fair a fan enough. of that Did song. Shrek ruin it or did Smash Mouth ruin it? Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I don't know. That's I think my favorite Monkey song, I almost said Beatles again. I Goodness had to stop. Gracious. My mouth was forming <laughs> the beat. Uh, I think my favorite Monkey song is uh, What Am I Doing Hanging Around? Love that song. That's on the uh, same album, isn't it? I think it is, yeah. yeah. Play a little sampling kind of, of it. country vibe. Yeah, it sounds mouth. like... Uh, Ruby, don't take your guns to town a little bit, Kenny Rogers. Oh yeah, okay. Maybe it's the just gambler him. himself. 
<laughs> Mr. Facelift. Play, oh. Play, play a little uh play a little of the one that you like there, Rob. What am I doing hanging around? Here goes. What am I doing hanging around? I should be on that train and gone. I should be riding on that train to San Antonio. What am I doing hanging around? So yeah, that one's probably my my uh, my favorite monkey song. Uh, how about you guys? That's a good one. Well, that's, that's not going to be my favorite. I mean, I'd I, I probably put Pleasant Valley Sunday as my favorite. Yeah. So that, that's It's beautiful. My, There's that's no reason favorite. not to. I mean. I like Last Train to Clarksville. Yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a big Neil Diamond guy. Um, I don't know. I like that one. It's one of the first songs I was learning to play on guitar. I kept checking out the same Neil Diamond songbook over and over from the library. Nice. I do live near Clarksville, so I should probably... Uh, I should probably Still put trains? that one higher on my. Should, yeah, I, you think that was Clarksville, Tennessee? Take the last I, train to Clarksville. I'm going to go Tennessee. with yes. Anybody know any other popular Clarksvilles out there? I figure there's probably there's one. Probably well, the trains still go there, or was that the last one? That was the, oh, like, I think oh, like it's done. The like, hey, that's it. Like the, the, oh, man. Now you got to take a bus. Or, yeah, it's probably all just bus transit. Or a, <laughs> or a, <laughs> a taxi. Take the last <laughs> taxi to Clarksville. It doesn't that, roll doesn't as well. It's got to no. be a train. It's got to be your train. It's got to be your boy. the last. Wow. Well, all right. R.I.P. Train Rest travel. Rest in peace, Clarksville train. <laughs> oh, you have an R.I.P. fact. Yes. That ties uh, in. Uh, was it Jerry Goffin, Carol King's husband, who she wrote the song with, died on today's date. Today's the four-year anniversary of him dying. It's his death birthday. Wow. We are recording this on June the nineteenth, two thousand eighteen. Is death birthday the right? Death birthday. birthday. Is that right? Uh, well, I've never heard it before, but that doesn't mean it's not the right thing. <laughs> Speaking of death birthdays, William yes. Shakespeare was born on April 23rd and died on April 23rd. Hey, Man, I mean, is so that right? I mean, is it it's real? Birth- uh, it's true. I, my dad's birthday is April 23rd, and oh, I looked up facts okay. about April 23rd, and that's the best did. I could get. There you go. Wow. wow. Okay, Man, so. Gone, gone too soon. I mean, special special RIP for Jerry Goffin today, then. Yeah. Like, you get the normal RIP just because we know you're dead. But if it's the day that uh-huh. you died, then you get the special RIP yeah. tribute. This one's for you, Jerry. Yeah. So this podcast is now dedicated to Jerry Goffin. Jerry with a G. Jerry, as well, yeah. it's a little. Hope it's not Gary. Hope we've not been botching it. <sighs> no, surely, surely it's, it's Jerry. Jerry. Nobody would spell Gary that yeah, way. G-E-R-R-Y? I've seen at least one other Jerry spelled that way. I feel confident it's got to be Jerry. Yeah. Kind of nervous. Gary Goffin, like. I feel like if it's, I feel like if it's Gary, you're getting into like Gary Gergich territory. Well, yeah, if you're doing Parks the hard G, you got to roll those R's hard. Then it's Gary, like, yes, a Gary, 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 Gary Goffin. Oh, hey, he's dead, guys. That's, oh, wow. well, yeah, he's anyway. still dead. Wow, it's true. All this joking doesn't bring him back to life. Dude, so. let's meet the band. Let's bother <laughs> this up. Let's do something. Hey, let's meet the band. It's time to meet the band. Hey, mama, let's meet the band. Let's all. We're going to meet the band The Monkees. Um, lead vocal on this. Um, he's credited, and if you're watching the video, he plays drums on the video, but he did not play drums on this particular track. It's just for cinematography. Uh, George Michael Mickey Dolans Jr. Uh, the hold on, hold on, hold George on, hold Michael. On. George Michael? Oh, yeah. George so, Michael. So, before, so he literally has two completely different celebrity names. He does. He's got, he's George Michael. He's George Michael. Mickey Dolans. And he's Mickey Dolans. That's like, that's like if you were a basketball player. And he's you know? Michael Jr. And, yeah. And he's, he's three. Yeah. Oh, Michael Jr., comedian. The comedian True. guy. There yeah. we go. But like, but in sequence, you've got 
George Michael, yep. and then totally separately, Mickey, Mickey Dolan. Dolan. And he's already Mickey Dolan's. Yeah. There's a whole other George Michael that you didn't know about. There we go. You know that lives saying? inside like, of Mickey Dolan's. He does. Oh, man. He lives on inside all of us. Goodness gracious. I think, but especially in Mickey Dolan's. I could see that. that's part of his name. I could <laughs> see that. <laughs> I guess so. He was an actor in 1956 on a show called Circus Boy. Featuring him and Bimbo the Elephant. Oh, That's yeah. That's how he got started. So. Uh, circus Boy sounds like a real good slam on somebody. I know. Hey, Circus Boy. Yeah. Shut up, Circus Boy. Shut up, Circus Boy. Just shut up and play, Circus Boy. Get over there boy. with Bimbo. I think that's what they called Hugh Jackman in The Greatest Showman. I need right? to see that. You know the talent, Circus Boy. I need to watch that. That could be true. I've not seen it. Oh, you can Neither make of you have seen The Greatest we Showman? A, we claim no. to be musician-loving oh, people. so good. People I found out it was a musical. I almost watched it and right before I went and... You're not watched a musical it. fan? You were like, it's a musical. I was like, oh, no, no, no. I, I like yeah. musicals. It's like a legit musical. I would like. be in so Newsies. If that turns like, you off, then you will hate it. But Yeah, I'm not a big fan. Grease? Oh. Not, you don't like Grease? Uh, no, I know it's the word, but it no, is I'm the not word. a big fan. That's what, that's, that grooves you. Oh, yeah, we talked about how we hated Grease. Or you. I like it. In the 1960s, <laughs> Mickey had a band, Mickey and the One-Nighters. They were a cover band. Mm. They did. Not l- to be confused with the Oneaters. No. Oh. oh that thing you oh, do. Nice. That's Oneaters. Yeah. Um, they did lots of Chuck Berry, and he actually did Johnny Be Good for his audition the one to be in, in the Monkees. His he did Johnny Be Good. That was his audition song. Interesting. Um, truth was, he's not a drummer at all um, prior to coming to this, and took lots of lessons to even learn how to mime it. Yeah, accurately. he played some other stuff, but not drums. A little bit, mainly just the vocalist, though. Um, Big thing with running uh, under undercurrent theme with the Monkees is that they when they did and when they didn't play their own instruments and write their own music. Like it was a big, their first album, they were basically, they were allowed to write two songs for the out for each album, but they didn't play anything Mm -hmm. and it was all studio cats and whatever. And then eventually they kind of fought for their, um, their right to play their music outlived the series by several years. I mean, obviously they're still, they just put out a new album, you know, like within the last year, but, but I mean, as far as their height of popularity, sure. the, the series only lasted two seasons. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then they continued making albums regularly for the next several years. Um, it became, they were created originally at, to just to be a TV show. They were prefabricated mm-hmm. to, for a TV show kind of based on A Hard Day's Night, and um, and they weren't really supposed to be a real band. It was just kind of supposed to be... Just a show. Just a show. They were California Dreams. You know They're, what I'm saying? Oh, they man. Were, if you didn't watch California Dreams, <clears throat> you were wrong. Absolutely, you were wrong. Go on, vote for Jake. Vote for Jake. Now, how many years was California Dreams on? Oh, it was it, probably. Oh, it was definitely on for more than the Monkeys, which is insane. Time. That's crazy. California Dreams is better than the Monkeys. I yeah. just said it. Okay, that just happened. <laughs> oh no! Stop. <laughs> how many California Dreams albums do you own? I ooh. You at, you at least own one. I, I have, have and I have. Do the, you have one? I have the whole everything DVD, every episode. You do not. I do. I promise. I'm it took me forever to get it. And uh, on the back of it, it's a, it's called the music video section. And it's just all the music video, like all the live bad fade outs. Yes. Horrible lip syncing goodness. Oh, wow. oh, She's man. not you. She's not you. Love is not like this on the radio. Yes. You too know? much to dream. Oh man, I had too much to dream last night. <laughs> too much oh, to like, dream. We're going to do a California Dreams great oh, song yeah. podcast and uh, we have three people listen. I'm using one of my... which is Jay Anthony Frank. <laughs> my next work excuse for coming in late. Oh guys, sorry. Too much to dream last yeah. night. That's it, man. You <laughs> know what I mean? We got crazy. That's right. Got crazy up all, all up in my brain. <laughs> Okay, back to Mickey Dolan. Oh, yeah. Okay, hey, we got yes, our, he plays right-handed and left-footed, 
Which is, you drummers out there. That's uncomfortable. That is incredibly weird, and that's because he has a disease called, I hope I don't mess this up, it's called Perthus. His right leg is really weak. He can't do anything with his right leg, but he's predominantly right-handed, so he plays with his left foot and his right hand. Which I don't wow, know what he does with wow. the hi hat. I guess so. Just, I wonder because he, as far as I recall, he doesn't play open. He plays open handed a little he bit on the ride. He he ride. Oh, okay. he, I mean he's he puts his ride in the middle, like okay. in the. So it's he, sure that makes sense. But but left footed. I think he plays traditionally as cross well cross handed. He still cross hand some. That but, seems uncomfortable. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah. Just the so I looked up on celebrities with Perthus because I'm like, why not? There's got to right, be somebody yeah, out there. Of course. And I found zero. You think Nobody. He, so you think he made it up? I don't That's know. That's what you're saying. I, I'm you're, not saying, you're saying he made it up. We've already killed him. I'm not saying he's making up this fake leg disease. You think somebody taught him to drum wrong, like as a joke? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. They're oh, like, no, no, do you want to use this other Oh, leg? you're going to be on that TV show playing drums? I'll show you a lesson. <laughs> Thanks, Uncle Ted. Wrong. <laughs> oh. yeah. They're like, no, I have a uh, Perthus. What's that? Exactly. Never heard of it. Um, He bought the third Moog synthesizer ever made. Yeah. Which I think first one, first one on the West Coast. Yeah. uh, Correct. What I read. Oh wow. The third one ever made. The first one was bought by Wendy Carlos, and she wrote the score for Clockwork Orange, Tron, and The Shining. So she recorded The Shining score for that on the first Moog synthesizer. Okay. Ever made. I'm going on a long shot here. Okay. Say it. Um, but Weird Al Yankovic. I got it. Oh, wow. I'm coming there. Is she that Wendy Wait Carlos? For it. Collaborated with Weird Weird Al and on the Peter and the Wolf. Yes. 1988. Boom. Recorded wow. on the first Moog synthesizer ever made in 1988 with Weird Al. That is insane. Yep. I knew that that would come back to Weird Al, and you you prompted me on. Okay, that. so Peter and the Wolf. Tell some story yeah, here. It's, I, I it's it's amazing. A bit. It, but it's by far the most obscure Weird Al album absolutely um, and it's it's even hard to find um but uh it's I'm not, not even on, heard of this it, album. it doesn't stream it's not you ca- you have to own a physical copy of it um and so what it is is it's basically and it was recorded in 88 so there's not a lot of like medians for it medians yeah for it. no 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 I, i've had it on tape and cd mm-hmm. and that's about it um but uh it's it's like weird al's telling of the Peter and the Wolf with Tchaikovsky's original music as the backdrop. Uh, and it's so it's, and he's doing all these weird voices and it's, you know, it's hilarious. And she helps There's, put the music together and she on put, it. And so after... On the Moog synthesizer. Yeah. And, and and then after it's over, there's a section called Carnival of the Animals Part 2 and it's a, it's kind of a um, continuation of sorts in a funny way of, of a, a, a set of poems by Camille Saint-Saint. I don't know how you pronounce it. S A E N Z, and he's doing this off the top of his Canil, head, guys. Yeah, it's not written down. Saint uh, and uh, do you have to say it like that? I don't know. I think I do. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> uh, but it's a, it's a set of uh, poems, short poems about different animals, and then a uh, a music piece that is sort of representative of whatever. It sounds boring as all get out. It's amazing. If you ever get a chance, I'm sure, sure it's probably on YouTube somewhere. You could probably you know do it, or you could support the artist and find it and buy it on Amazon. Um, but uh, which everyone should do. But uh, yeah, I've it's never heard of that it. just blew me away that she did the music for Clockwork yep. Orange and and Tron, Tron, and The Shining. Wow. Yeah. And Weird Al's and Peter Weird Al. and the Wolf. Uh, the second of those synthesizers was bought by Buck Owens. Wow. He co-hosted Buck Owens. Hee Haw, the guy from yeah. Hee Haw. Yeah. yeah. Country music legend. Pedal steel player. Okay, he took his secretly into synthesizers. That's weird. Oh wait, here's he took his and he's like. 
I don't need this. You know, why did I get this? And <laughs> okay, sold it to remorse. Sold it to Bobby Sherman, who recorded a song called Little Women. It's Bobby another Bobby Sherman. Uh, Isn't that from The Simpsons? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. It's another na 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 song. It's let's one of those songs in that area where era where everybody sings uh na na na's yeah. and all that. So Bobby Sherman oh, anyway. That, that song. Yeah. yeah I, I, I got my, some Bobby Sherman songs, but I they're think, not that good. You remember so. the episode of The Simpsons where Lisa had a crush on some boy named Corey and she would call the hotline and, and you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. And they had to like break her of it. And I think Marge says, Oh, I understand. I used to have the biggest crush on Bobby Sherman. Uh, I think that's. Maybe it's this guy. Bobby Sherman is what. That's Lisa's response. Well, there we go. Man, you are nailing that. Wow. Voice. I, you're good. just hitting these buttons in it's the back just, of my brain. Just and triggering it's it. Firing all these synapses. I haven't watched The Simpsons in 15 years. And he hasn't listened to Peter and the Wolf in 10. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. I actually still have that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was on the drive into work this yeah. morning. Yeah. <laughs> After the Monkees, Mickey Dolenz did voiceovers um, on cartoons mainly. He did Batman the Animated Series. He was Two Face's brother. No kidding. On Batman. Two Face's brother. Two Face's brother. I don't know one his name. One Face. One Face. That's just regular face, face guy. Face. This is, face. This is Mike. He's just a guy with a normal face. Yeah. Mike Face, how you doing? <laughs> Mike Face. Mike Face. Mike Face. Um, he also did voices for uh, Butch Cassidy. Butch Cassidy. I don't know what happened to my voice there. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and Scooby-Doo. Who was he um, on Scooby-Doo? A voice. I don't know. No, did the monkeys star on Scooby Doo? They I had a lot of crossovers. Um, yeah, there. they did some crossovers because they had like the Harlem Globetrotters. They did have the Harlem Globetrotters. Scooby Doo is all about the crossovers. Yeah. I feel like maybe Scooby Doo just doesn't have any drawing power anymore. So you just so reach he's out. like, who can I reach out to? You know, yeah. Kiss. Like seriously, Kiss. He's, WWE. Uh, Scooby Doo okay. is the Carlos Santana of uh, yeah. of cartoons. <laughs> They're like, who can I get to help? Over Make me relevant. Burn Carlos Santana. Oh wow! We are not a Carlos. So is Santana Carlos Santana the Scooby Doo of guitarists? Guitar is that player? what we're going to say oh, now? Yeah, I'm he's high off his mind and yeah. like, yeah. He's Scooby the, is. He's the. What's in those Scooby snacks? Dude, oh, well. that's why he's always got the munchies and seeing mm. ghosts at random times. Yeah. yeah. Do you think the ghosts are not real? No. Are you alleging? What well, I think Never the mind. I think the what gang thinks they're not real. Yeah. Isn't I that the whole they, purpose of I the guess game? it always turns out that they never are. Really yeah, they so. never are. Okay. But anyway. Shaggy and Scoob are always convinced. Yeah. Mickey Dolan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also auditioned for the role of the Fonz on Happy Days, Whoa. but he didn't get it because he's too tall. He's really? six foot one. Ron Howard is five nine. Yeah. And so Henry like, Winkler's a real small guy. Henry they're like, we gotta find somebody shorter than Ron Howard. Do you think uh you think it would have been the same without if, if it wasn't Henry Winkler? Like, hey, was like, Happy Days after the monkeys? Yes, it's, yes, it's after the monkeys. Yeah, I, I don't think it would have been the same. I think there'd been a lot of bleed over. I don't think it would have been as accepted. Yeah. Oh, if it's after, yeah. Uh, my no. assumption in reading it was that I think right. It's, I don't know. It's in set. Well, it's, set, it's yeah, set in the fifties. So it's conf- but I thought it was yeah, recorded in the early seventies. Yeah, I think you're right. It would have been after the monkeys. Yeah, I don't think it would have been taken well. Yeah. No, not if he had already been established as part of the monkeys. No. No. And the last thing that he auditioned for and was the lead contender to get was the Riddler in Batman until Jim Carrey. Batman, forever. Batman forever. 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 Mickey in Dolan's? In 94, he was supposed to be... I think he would have been good at that. I would have liked to have seen that. I can't picture wow. anybody other than Jim Carrey, though, now, because I've sure. seen Jim Carrey Jeez. as the Riddler. Yeah. yeah. Mickey, that would have freaked me out, man. I mean, he's no Arnold Schwarzenegger. No. Kick some ice. What's is that? Um, how does that rank in your Batman movies? Batman Forever. Oh man, you guys already we've talked done, about this. We've done Batman's. It's, we've ranked our Batman's. Yeah, 
Our Batman. Our Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's of the, okay, of that four, I'll just, because there's some, you know. Yeah, before they started doing it over Like of the four in the 80s and 90s, it is my third, but a strong third of the four. Like, they basically go in order. You're going right in order. Batman Batman Returns Returns. Batman Forever, and then a pile of dirt and hell itself, (laughs) and then Batman and Robin. Uh, When Batman and Robin came out, I loved it, uh, but just mostly for Uma Thurman. I was a big fan. And you're, are you, how old are you? 35. Okay, so you're pretty close in age. Okay, but... Whenever, whenever yeah, I hear somebody say I liked time. Batman and Robin, I just assume that they're younger than me, you know, <laughs> or just have no taste in movies. That could be, that could be. But uh, looking now, it's definitely the first one. Bat, just regular Batman, Michael Keaton. Absolutely, Jack yeah, Nicholson. that's that's that's, that's definitely it. the best that's one. Yeah. yeah, Jack Nicholson. We're back on him again. Jack yeah, Nicholson. Here we go. Um, the actual drummer that played drums on the album is a guy named Fast Eddie Ho. Um, played drums on lots of albums in the 60s and doesn't get enough credit. He played on lots of monkey stuff, Daydream Believer. He also played with Donovan, the Mamas and the Papas. Um, and he actually, the one of the biggest commercial successes for the Mamas and the Papas was the Monterey Pop Festival. And he played drums on uh, with them on that, so with the Mamas and the Papas. Fast so, Eddie Ho. Fast Eddie Ho. Um, on lead guitar, Michael Nesmith um, mm. p- plays a custom 12-string by Gretsch. Um, it's a cool-looking guitar. Yeah, if it's the one from the video, it is. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that's a pretty neat little uh, looking guitar. Yeah, the old twelve string. Now, at this when they made the video, was there already like the contra? I don't know if it's a controversy of like, hey, these guys aren't playing their actual instruments. Was that show happening and people were already saying this, like giving them flack about? Well, you it? can obviously tell that Davy Jones is not playing bass. Oh gosh, it's yes. atrociously yeah, awful. it's like he has never seen anyone play a bass. <laughs> yeah. He's just like. Pulling at it, like, he's like pawing at it like a kitten or he's something. Like, what lick, is licking what is the strings? Like, yeah, put his nose on the this? fretboard. Yeah. It's it's horrible. I, I read an interview, and I can't remember if it was with Peter or with Mike, uh, but that when the first when they started shooting the first video, that was when they started getting upset because they. They were upset that it was being and the and the first album came back and had no other credits on it except them, oh. they, and so they were like, "What the heck, guys? What you know? It, we're not we're not pretending that we're a real band." Like Mickey said, I've got a great quote from Mickey on this. He said, "The Monkeys aren't and never were a band," and this is his quote. He said, "I think again from my point of view, the whole confusion came and still exists. If you think of the Monkeys as a group, as a band, it gets very confusing and it just isn't accurate. The Monkeys was not a band. It still isn't a band." Uh, it was this television show about this band that wanted to be the Beatles. We wanted to be the Beatles. That's what all that was what it was about. And we represented uh, all those kids around the United States and the world that were in their basements and garages playing songs and trying to make a living. That's what the heart and soul of the show was about. That's what made it successful. And so that uh, when they then the album starts coming out and the video starts coming out and there's nobody else in it, they felt like they that they were lying to people, you know, the people that were watching the show and kids were listening to the music that, you know, so they were like, guys, either we've got to play our own stuff or you've got to start crediting these other people. Sure. And P- Peter actually said that if they were a real band, the best musician, Davy Jones should have played drums because yep. he was the best drummer. Michael Nesmith should have played bass and Peter Torch should have played guitar yep. and, huh. and Mickey should have just sang. He should have just fronted the Davey, band. Davy, you mean? 
No, Davey should have played drums. Yeah, Davey, Davey, Davey should have been played drums. He's the yeah. best Davey drummer, drums. without a doubt, the best drummer. He's if like you he go to act- his like Wikipedia page, it credits him for vocals. Yeah, that's yeah, it. he gets credit for vocals and maracas. Um, I mean, that's what he gets credit for. But he's the best drummer really? of the group. And we'll touch on that. I'll keep going in order. Sorry, oh, we kind of got off track. But back to Michael Nesmith, mm. executive producer of the movie Repo Man. Have y'all ever seen Repo Man with Emilio Estevez? No, there used to be a wrestler called Repo Man. Oh, he wore yeah. a mask and he would. I don't know, I guess take things from people. Old Gordon Bombay and him and Harry Dean Stanton from Cool Hand Luke and Escape from New York. I like that guy. Um, his mom invented the typewriter, yeah. uh, the collection Liquid fluid. Paper. Yeah, White, the, ba- white out. Yeah, yeah, basically the for and then sold it to Gillette in nineteen seventy nine for forty eight million dollars. Jeez. Forty eight million? Forty eight yeah. million dollars. What year? Seventy nine. That's Whoa. like a quadrillion today. Yeah. That's a lot of yen. Now her name is is it Bet or Bet? Betty. It's there's no Y on it. B E T T E. Oh yeah, that's usually Betty. Like Betty Davis. Betty Davis. Uh, yeah. I thought there was an I in Betty Davis. Bet Midler spelled that way though. Uh, oh true. Uh, Whoop. Controversy. Sorry, Bet. <laughs> we don't know. We are we not gonna she's play a big Bette listener. Song. Yeah, she is. Remember that when you were in elementary school? What was that Bet Midler song that was so huge? The Rose? The Rose say long. Oh, it was the other one, the from From a Distance. Ew. Oh god. You remember uh. that? From no. a distance. Oh, my goodness. God is watching That's it. There it is. Bet Midler, thank you for stopping by. Yeah, hey. Um, please go leave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> please. Go on. Shoot. Get out of here. Go on. Bet. 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 The uh, Michael Nesmith's first solo album was released in 65 on Cold Picks Records, and I'll tell you why that's important here in a minute, under the name of Michael Blessing. Michael Blessings. What's up, fam? And he was the same label as Davy Jones, but they didn't know each other until they met on the Monkees. So they both were on the same label at the huh. same time. Had songs charting. Yeah. Um, and when we say they met on the Monkees, like literally it was like a uh, making the band type yeah. scenario. That, that's about the closest thing that you that's could good. come to. Yeah. Except that they did all that stuff off camera. Yeah. But it was like, we're going to make this group and we're just going to have people audition not even for the group, just for a TV show. For a show. And we'll teach them to play if they need to, you know what I mean? But They're it's mainly like, just going to be running around and acting silly and doing that kind of yeah. thing. Um, he always wears a wool hat to keep the hair out of his eyes. Um, and he did commercials for Kool-Aid and Nerf. <laughs> Nerf. Remember Nerf? Sure. He's got a big quote in there. Yeah. He's like, he nerfs a Nerf. Ew. Ew. Oh. He nerfs a nerf. I thought it was nerf or nothing. I thought that was their thing. Well, well not with Michael Nesmith. Not with him. Oh, he Michael. tried to change it. Well. He nerfs a nerf. Like, hey, guys, how about a nerf's a nerf? <laughs> How's that? Yeah, they're like, well, he was in the monkeys. We'll take <laughs> well, it. Right. Well, okay. His mom invented well. liquid paper. So. That's right. He, <laughs> heck, he's got $49 million just sitting there. For <laughs> Whatever he says goes. Um, on keys, Peter Houston Thorkelson. Or Peter Tork. Good change. Yeah, yeah good choice yeah, on that. So Stephen Steele auditioned for his part, and he got turned down. And oh. they ask him, they're like, "Do you know anybody else?" And he's like, "That's so weird. Like, sorry, we you're not going to get it. Who <laughs> yeah. do you suggest? Yeah, like, could you, you recommend quite, someone you, who's not you? Exactly. Yeah. Do you know anybody who's like you, like better than you? <laughs> yeah. You know you just better. Yeah. yeah that's maybe right. better looking. <laughs> a little more talented. Can act a little bit. Maybe actually play a little better. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, yes, his name's Rob. (laughs) Um, He actually uh, played banjo with George Harrison and lived in David Crosby's basement after the Monkees. Interesting. Wow. And him for a while. And this is probably my favorite Peter Tork fact. He was uh, Topanga Lawrence's father on Boy Meets World. Was he now? He was Jedediah Lawrence. Really? Jedediah? Jedediah Lawrence. I mean, she's Topanga. Okay, I got it. What a great father. 
true. He raised a quality daughter. He did. Yeah. She was also uh, on King of Queens, Seventh Heaven, and Wings. He, so was? he had a he was just all these minor roles all the way through. Man, I just realized we in a in a previous episode. Oh man, King of Queens. We interviewed Billy Vera and forgot for to talk 45 about it. minutes and forgot to mention that he sang the theme song oh, to King goodness. of Queens. That's right. We talked about that. Jeez. Ah, man. Well, well listen guys. Up real quick. Billy Vera sang the theme song to King of Queens. That's right. All right, that's all. That's good. Um David Thomas Davy Jones uh, maracas on the album, bass on the video. Yeah. Um, if you want to call it that, um, he, he did was, something to that bass. He, he violated he it. it. <laughs> he died in 2012, um, which we didn't give him the ample credit for last time, as we killed Mickey Dolan. Yeah, instead. we killed Mickey instead. But Davy's the one who's no longer with us. In 1971, he did a TV show, Pop Goes Davy, which debuted two artists on his show that kicked off and went um, to be pretty big. Jackson, Jackson Five. And the Osmonds both really? debuted on Pop Goes Davy. Wow. Got their start there. That's impressive. Yep. He sang a song on the Brady Bunch called Girl, Loved Horses, and won his four, first race in 1996. But my favorite Davy Jones fact is David Bowie is named David yeah. Bowie because his name is Robert David Jones, but there was already a Davy Jones. So I he's love like, stories like that. He's like, I can't be Davy Jones. He's already out there. So I'll be David Bowie after wow. Jim Bowie the knife. That's crazy. So, that is that's good. awesome. Um, and then the last, I guess, band-ish member. I got a little Chip Douglas fact, and then we'll let Joey tell his Chip Douglas goodness. Eh, well, that's just a couple. A treasure trove. It's a couple oh, of oh, ramblings. Man. It's some ramblings. Okay, okay. we'll let him ramble And you're like probably about to hit it. Uh, that he was the member of the Turtles, the yeah. band the Turtles. Yeah, really? he the bass player. Yeah. He wrote Happy Together, and he really? quit the Turtles to produce the Monkees. Wow. Yeah. So did he go with like exclusively animal? Oh, turtles, like, if, it, if it don't sound like an animal name, yeah. I won't have a part yeah, of it. He played with the armadillos briefly. I mean, <laughs> uh, the only notes I had was his real name was Douglas Farthing Hatfield. There we go. Uh, the Chip Douglas is actually the character, one of the little boys from the show My Three Sons. Okay. It's also the character of Jim Carrey in The Cable Guy. Chip, Chip Douglas. How about that? Yeah, so. Another Jim Carrey reference. Whoa. Let's Can anybody him. do a Jim Carrey there. impression? Rob. All you have to do is just make a bunch of weird sounds and then talk about how nothing means anything. Yeah. And it depends on your Bumble Jim Carrey era, I guess. I guess, yeah. Jim Carrey's impossible to do. Yeah, it, right? I guess. I was going to say he normally. Like, yeah, you have to do, do like a fire marshal bill or something. Yeah, exactly. yeah there you, we have go. To get you have to do one of his characters. That's you can't, true. Really you just, can't just, be Jim Carrey. Yeah, that's right. Maybe we've been doing Jim Carrey this whole time. Whoa. 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 Wow. That's pretty deep. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where to go. Yeah, yeah, it's a, shut it down. It's so true. Just you want to talk a little bit about the structure of the song, the theory of the song? Do you have anything on Yeah. Okay. So here's what I. I think this is really interesting, um, and I have a borderline accusation to make about Jerry Goffin and Carol King. Okay. Um, borderline. Okay. Right? But this this song is uh, obviously and admittedly uh, based on uh, I'm sorry, not the song, but the uh, the riff, the guitar part is admittedly based on a Beatles riff. Play the riff just so that we can know what we're talking about. Okay. Let's, this is just for the listener to refresh on what song we're talking about. Sure. So here's the here's the original riff to, to Pleasant Valley Sunday. Okay, so you get the idea. Um, but uh, so, yeah, it's based on uh, the Beatles song, I Want to Tell You, from the album Revolver, 
uh, which sounds like this. Yeah, and it's going to just sound like a kind of a slowed down version. It's a weird, it's a different feel to the song, but you're going to hear the similarity in the riff immediately. Wow. It's kind of startling the first time you hear yeah. it. I, what I, song is this? That is, I want to tell you, off the album Revolver. It's George Harrison playing Pleasant Valley Sunday <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, on marijuana. <laughs> Yeah. So I was a I was a Monkees fan first, Monkees fan my whole life, and huh. then in my like mid twenties I got into the Beatles, um, and so the first time I heard that song I was like, what is happening right now? That's you know what I'm saying that's Pleasant Valley Sunday, um, but yeah. So this came this came first, and it's and it's pretty well documented. Like they're like yeah we base it. It's kind of like a faster version of that, and in a different at least it's they not a different time signature, but it's a different groove for sure. At least they didn't totally write it off. And be like oh I've never heard that. Song. Yeah, no, that was parallel thought, bro. Parallel thought. <laughs> um, and then the Beatles just sued the pants off. Of yeah, them. and then the monkeys didn't exist anymore. <laughs> that's um, what's that's what ended them. Yeah. Um, so the guitar riff is, is based on the Beatles. Uh, that and the uh, and this is where, but this is this is where the uh, blue pill, red pill. Okay. okay? So I'm just going to need you guys to know that this is something you can't come back from. Sure. Um, okay, it's not that serious. But the uh, the melody on Pleasant Valley Sunday, it lands uh, on the verses. Uh, the melody lands on a flat seven chord over a one in the bass. So we're in the key of A in Pleasant Valley Sunday. And the melody's going... And that chord there is a G over an A. So the A the bass is still hitting an A, but it's a G chord over the top of it, and the melody fits that G chord, okay? Um, which is weirdly similar uh, to another Beatles song off the album Revolver. I feel like King and Goffin were maybe listening to a lot of Revolver um, because Got to Get You Into My Life does the same thing in the verse. Um, let's take a listen. I, I'm not flinging accusations here, but I'm just saying... I, I just think they were listening to a lot of Revolver. I was alone, I took a ride, I didn't know what I would find there. Oh, wow. Another road where maybe I could see another kind of mind so I'm not saying they like purposely did it. I just think they, I just think they were maybe heavy into Revolver at the time. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, I don't think it's on purpose, but it's also, but it, but it's noticeable. Once you catch one, then you kind of catch the other. You know what I mean? Um, so that's that's kind of my theory. Talking. There's some cool chord changes in here. There's a spot where most of the time um, when they switch, they kind of switch keys in the middle of uh, in the middle of the chorus. And just temporarily, and then they get back to what would be the original five chord to put them back to go into A. Um, and then there's one time they they switch yeah, the in the same is in spot. C, right? The chorus is in C. So that in in the middle of the chorus they go from C to E, and that puts them back that's in the five. E. That's the five of the, the of the verse to get back into A. But there's one spot toward the end of the song where, for absolutely no reason, they go to F. Instead, they they temporarily shift in the key of F, and then you've got a B flat chord in there, and it, I don't know why, uh, but they just do, and it's cool. And then they resolve it uh, here in status symbol land, and that note becomes the A that they land back on. It's oh, genius, it's the- but it's just like why they even think to do that? You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know. I didn't. I haven't heard the Beatles do that. So right. Take, take, that, take that, Paul and John, oh. Jerry, Gary, and Caroli. Well done. <laughs> 
Carol's got an E on Caroli. Yeah. Oh, it could be Caroli. Could be Caroli. Could be. We've got a lot of names wrong. Caroli King. Caroli King. Caroli Kinge. Got any uh, nuggets of goodness there, Joey? Left in the no in the barrel. I got some facts about monkeys. <laughs> Actual hear, monkeys? Yeah. If you want to hear some facts about monkeys, I got. Wait, I'm, I'm interested. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I have one something. more monkeys related. If we're gonna if we're gonna get into actual primates, I have a I have a one more about Davy Jones. And okay. I'm, I'm actually shocked that, that you I didn't, didn't uncover this. Yes. Okay. Roll it. Davy Jones appeared on the Ed Sullivan Show the same night. That the Beatles did. Whoa! Yeah, I did. No. Same Whoa. night that the Beatles debuted what? on Ed Sullivan, February 9th, 1964, Dude, Davy that's Jones awesome. appeared in the original Broadway production of Oliver as the Artful Dodger. Man. He's on there singing, um, uh, it's I'd uh, do <laughs> anything for you. I'd do anything, anything for you. Davy Jones on Ed Sullivan, same night as the Beatles. How about that? Crazy, right? That's that's note of the of the podcast right there. That's yeah. pretty neat. Good good full circle. Thank you. Thank you. But why don't you tell us about some some I just wrote down a couple facts primates, about monkeys. You know? Uh the smallest monkey in the world is five inches and can fit in your hand Aww. and is the weight of a deck of cards. Wow. Called the pygmy marmoset. Sure. Mm. The scientific name Classic. for gorilla is Gorilla Gorilla Gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, so that's like I, family genus species. Yes, gorilla, gorilla, like, gorilla. I feel like you got some bad and information. Was that from a Waffle House to employee? Attract females. Somebody just told you, like, Carol, Carol, what is this? What is a different name for gorilla? Gorilla, 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 gorilla. Like, all right, I'm writing it down. Okay. Hey, who was president in 1937? Gorilla, gorilla, gorilla. gorilla. <laughs> it's all the same. It's gorillas all the way down. It's awesome. That's great. <laughs> to attract females, males will urinate in their hands and rub yeah. it all over their fur. Oh, who doesn't? Yeah, that's, uh-huh. how I, that's how I got my new wife. That's yeah. it. That's it's great. Yeah. Great stuff. So, wow. I, that's, that's what I got to close it out. It's fantastic. Joe, you got any other notes for us? Not really. The only thing I had written down was the name of the album, the Pisces, Aquarius, Capricorn, and Jones mm-hmm. LTD. The only thing I can think of, there would have been two Capricorns. Uh, oh, because because of, when, they were uh, born? when they were born. Um, maybe that's why they did Jones, because he would have been the second Capricorn. May- oh, ah. there you go. I was going to say maybe maybe they were using their, maybe their characters had different birth dates than their actual selves oh, and they were so I trying to I don't know. mix it up why did they that pick, would have been oh, deep that would have been deep cut <laughs> like no actually your character wasn't born then. you were yeah. born January like no this guys don't think about it too much this is just to sell lunch boxes like <laughs> yeah. that's, all, that's the only reason you exist I wonder how they picked who would get their last name on there like how did they pick David surely it had to be just sound they, you know you what think? I mean yeah I mean, Torque sounds pretty good. Yeah, but yeah. like Nesmith, Nesmith is terrible. You don't have a chance. Dolan's, no. Like Pisces, Aquarius, what Capricorn, and Nesmith. Nah. Yeah, well, the two Capricorns would have been Davy Jones and Mike Nesmith, and they're actually born both on December 30th. Wow. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. Solid same, stat same, to round out the podcast. Same Not year? the same year. Nesmith uh, was the – he was born in 42, and Jones was born in 45. That's three years difference. I'm a math Yes, major. that's right. That's go. right. Thank you. Solid. Torque was the oldest one. Of of the four? Of the four, yeah. Or a Thor- Tharkelson. <laughs> that's right. Tharkelson. Tharkelson. Gorilla, gorilla, gorilla. Gorilla, gorilla, gorilla. All right. Man, I feel like this has been informative and fun. And all over the place. It's kind of been like, a, a, like a, a water park, but where they had a lot of facts about the slides. You know, that you could just learn while you had while you were just having a blast. I wish they had those inside the slide. <laughs> like, while you're you going down? Like, yeah. 
Plastic polymer. <laughs> gorilla, gorilla, gorilla. Slide close for construction. <laughs> uh, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Great Song Podcast. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us wherever you're listening. We really appreciate you giving us an hour of your time this week. Thanks uh, for hanging out with us, Joey. That's right. Thanks, Thanks for, for having me, guys. It's, uh, it's great meeting two of my heroes, my, sure. my podcasting heroes. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for being on. Uh, and... and um, Yeah, I got nothing. Thanks for listening. I'm Rob. I'm JP. Go listen to some music.